Voice of the Coalfields. The World View of Wrestling here on WVOW Logan. We're live on WVOWradio.com. WrestleMania this weekend. It's still happening, although it's already happened two days ago or so. It has been pre-taped. No spoilers on tonight's show. But we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about all the empty arena matches and shows that have been on television for the last several weeks. We're obviously going to be talking about the elephant in the room, the coronavirus, COVID-19. We're going to be talking everything pro wrestling, even though there's not much of it, but there's a lot more of it than there is anything else. I'm Aaron Stone. My socially distant partner, Nathan Bush, will be joining us very briefly uh, as soon as we get through this, if I can get through it. This is the World View of Wrestling on WVOW. That's WVOW on WVOW Logan. And welcome, everyone. As always, Aaron Stone here with you on the Worldview of Wrestling. I've got on the phone my socially distant partner, Nathan Bush. How are you doing, Nathan? Doing good. Doing good. Glad to be back for another episode. And we are socially distancing, being safe and precautious during this unknown period that we're living in right now. Or as, or as I'm going to call it, I'm on assignment as I've just paused WrestleMania three. To come and do this show. Lucky dog. You're up there, up there watching the television and hanging out on the phone like you're actually not doing any work. While me here, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm keeping through the intro. I'm keeping everything sanitized up here. I'm busy. (laughs) Absolutely. And, uh, we (laughs) encourage everyone at home or online or wherever you're, you're listening from to be safe, wash your hands, sanitize, disinfect, just. And, and please, I'll say it again, stay home. Don't go anywhere unless it's absolutely 100% necessary. Now, obviously, this virus has, uh, you know, it's touched just about every corner of the planet. It has obviously touched the world of sports. Sports is at a halt. But professional wrestling, sports entertainment, even though there's been limited wrestling matches on the shows, it's still going. And... Uh, a lot of people got mixed emotions about these matches. There's been some good matches on television lately, but just not that great without nobody there to see it. Yeah, it's become to a point where we're looking at pro wrestling now as should we continue down this road of, yeah, let's get our content out. Let's make sure we have our you know weekly episodic programming. Um, let's make sure that people have something to watch. And on one hand, I... I, you know, we're all looking for something new, but at the same time, no crowd, eh, it's really hard to get motivated to watch something when there's no crowd to kind of build the intensity, if that makes sense. Like, I've watched wrestling with crowds that are dead, but nothing like this. Well, you know, I think a lot of these, um, a lot of these professionals, I think they started their career off wrestling in empty arenas, and now here they are. Wrestling in <laughs> empty arenas again. Uh, I'm sure it's just an old hat to them. Uh, but, you know, the state of professional wrestling, uh, like like you said, what, what do you do in a situation like this? And I think pretty much what you should do is what's being done at the moment. 
and they're still doing their shows now albeit you know smackdown it went it was the first one it went without an audience that was on friday the 13th it was the same day that governor justice shut down the schools in, in the state of west virginia and ever since then these shows uh if you want to call them shows but these uh these uh, productions on television, they've all been recorded or, or live from the Performance Center in Orlando. Now, apparently WrestleMania is going to happen. They, they, they taped it earlier this week because there is a fear that they're going to shut the live uh, portion of it down at the Performance Center in Orlando. Yeah, I, I think it's time. Once you get through WrestleMania, and I don't agree with having Mania, uh, I think what they should have done is go ahead, do a couple of empty arena shows, fill it out. And then what I would have done is went to maybe some best of. I mean, look at all the stuff that you have. Like, even some of the specials they're showing on the WWE Network, you could have put the FCW documentary up. You could have put uh, some of the WWE Untolds up. Now, I know 24/7. you got... 24-7. Yeah, the 24-7s. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's network exclusive only that you could put on your programming right now. You can keep your, you know, hey, this episode was this. So I know that's a big deal to them is keeping progress on weekly episodic programming. But at the same time, you pause your feuds, you let this blow over, and then you come back in the summertime, you know, hopefully we get back. And instead of SummerSlam, we do WrestleMania, and we just took a year off of SummerSlam. Or you could come back and do Wrestle. You could do WrestleMania whenever you want. I mean, it doesn't have to be this way. But hey, that's just me. Well, I agree. You you could. I mean, you could do whatever you want. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so I mean, if you could do whatever you want, I mean, doing it like this. I mean, this is going to be unprecedented. It's going to be the least attended WrestleMania in history with an audience of zero. Uh, I don't know. Barely <laughs> edging out uh, WrestleMania nine. <laughs> that was zero interest. Well, yeah, which the people in the crowd would have told you they would have rather been gambling at Caesars, but nevertheless, I understand completely. Now, here's the thing, uh, you know, WWE. I think they've been playing it smart, and I think what they need to do, and is I think exactly what they're going to do. Their whole mindset was, let's get to WrestleMania. Let's get to WrestleMania. We'll see what happens after that. They've, they have, they, it is, it is rain or shine at this point. It's going to happen. It's already happened. It's just a matter of watching it again. We're not going to do any spoilers on here. I frankly, I haven't heard any. I haven't either. Well, I haven't heard a thing. First time in history. There isn't a spoiler out there about a wrestling match. Now, with all this being said, you still have wrestling going on. AEW is still producing. We have all this, but more importantly than that, uh, was it this past week, the premiere of season two of Dark Side of the of the Ring? Almost said Dark Side of the Moon, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, and it was absolutely fantastic. And it was the the story of Chris Benoit. And and let me preface this by saying if you haven't seen this, watch it. I, I highly recommend watching it. This tells so, so much of the story of, of what went down. And there were things that I didn't know that I've learned in this documentary. Uh, it's two hours. And I'll go ahead and say this. It's about 90 minutes of Chris Benoit and, you know, Nancy and, and their relationship and, and what happened. And then there's about 30 minutes in there of Eddie Guerrero. And I think that was absolutely key and very, very important that they put that in there because I, at first I was watching it going, boy, they're talking a lot about Eddie Guerrero, and I wonder why. 
and then at the end it all mm-hmm. makes sense as to why they did it. But yeah, Dark Side of the Ring, I've seen every episode. They're fantastic. <laughs> I recommend it. As I've heard somebody one time say, I've only seen every episode ever. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, and you said exactly what I thought. There's a lot of stuff that came out with this show about about Benoit's career and the tragic end for not only himself but his whole family there. Uh, what was something that you put, cause I bet you between the two of us, I bet you, we probably both took away something that we didn't know before. Yeah. Um, minor spoiler alert. Um, I had never seen those photos. Oh that, no, never. That were bone chilling. I don't believe I wanted to see them when I was seeing them and I, it was yeah. just, it was amazing. Yeah. And I mean, they didn't show like any, you know, no, no, there was no, any no. graphic scenes, Absolutely but. Not. They they showed some things that were really eye-opening, but the thing that got me the most about it was the two Google searches that oh, Benoit made, man. and to mm. just watch this episode, and it will absolutely, it, it's a hard watch. Like, this was not easy to watch, and you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy this. I watched it with my sister. And and she is not a wrestling fan. She is not a wrestling fan, <laughs> but she is a dark side of the ring fan as yeah. she and I have now made that our, our social distancing quarantine Tuesday night, uh, thing that we do is we watch uh, dark side of the ring. And we got it. Uh, we, you know, and before we go on to the next episode, because I, the next episode is one I've been looking forward to, but before we get to that, the thing that I took away is apparently over the weekend, when this had happened, and I don't think that this is necessarily a spoiler, but it was an eye opener for me. And I don't think it's, you know, letting this out is going to ruin anybody's experience watching the show. If anything, it might make you want to watch it more. But apparently, they believe, and, and what I took away from it, there was a possibility that Benoit was wrestling with a notion about whether or not he should go on and, and perform after, you know, committing these, these, these murders, these crimes. Yeah, I, I didn't oh. know that either. And that, that, that could was you imagine? Else. I couldn't um, go into a show and seeing a guy up there performing wrestling and then to find out after it, he gets arrested in your town for something like that. And you were just in there cheering him. No, and again, no, that was, would have been awful, awful. And again, he was supposed to wrestle uh, CM Punk that night at, uh, I think it was cyber Sunday. Maybe it was for know. the, and he was actually supposed to win the ECW title. Thir- that night um 13 so yeah, I mean, years ago man yeah it's hard to believe and i remember it like it was yesterday and this is a and the the dark side of the ring guys do a great job of explaining every side of the story not just you know they're not biased about it they they tell everybody's side of the story and attempt they even even if they don't get the person on the t on the interview they reach out and they try to make it happen uh so next week's the one you're looking forward to because I have two different ones I'm looking forward to. Actually, three different ones. But you know, to be honest ahead. with you, to be honest with you, the same thing here. Me and my wife. My wife's not a wrestling fan, but she is a, a dark side of the ring fan and an AEW fan. I don't know. I don't know. How you cannot be a wrestling fan and saying that. But anyway, I am looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to all of them. But there are quite a few on this season. I, you know, last season you had Gino Hernandez, Bruiser Brody. This season and this Tuesday at ten o'clock on the Vice Network, New Jack. Yes, it's titled "The Life and Crimes of New Jack," and, I, and that is an understatement, I believe. Absolutely, <laughs> will be interesting. The one I'm really looking forward to. Oh, I bet. 
Dino Bravo. Oh, I thought you were going to say Owen Hart. But yeah, Dino, I'm I mean, looking forward course, to Dino I'm too. I'm looking forward to Owen, of course, but Dino is the one I'm really looking forward to because to me that's a story that is very hush-hush and not yeah. been told. Like we've heard stories, that we've heard the Benoit story, we've heard the Owen story. Uh, the Brawl for All is going to be a good one too, I think. But the story of Dino Bravo is one I'm very interested in because I was always a fan of his. And uh, me to, too. To find out his the way he passed was just what? What? How could that happen? And apparently, I heard uh, that case. Uh, he passed away in 1993. Uh, this month, actually, March 10th, 1993. Mm. 33 years ago, or excuse me, 27 years ago, and that case is still open. Really? Yes. They, the producers of the show Goodness. could not uh, get any kind of uh, police or anyone involved could, to talk to them because the case is still considered open. Because it is still, well, they've never found out who did it. Exactly. So that would definitely, uh, uh well, you know, and I'm looking forward to the Owen Hart. I mean, I know that oh, yeah. Owen and, uh, well, not Owen, but his son, Oge, and uh, Martha. Martha, yeah. They're both, I don't know if the daughter is uh, interviewed or not, but, I mean, these are young young adults here. They're in their 20s now. Well, and this is the first time Martha's ever come forward ever. publicly with her side of the story. Yeah. And we've all heard, you know, the, the company side and, you know, we've heard Brett and others talk about it, and Mark Henry with the speech years ago at the Hall of Fame. But mm-hmm. this is Martha's side, and I'm interested to see what she has to say. Uh, Herb Abrams is gonna uh, gonna have a good episode this year. Of course, the brawl for all the the, <laughs> the biggest, brawl for all <laughs> the biggest mistake ever, maybe in pro wrestling. The brawl for all and to uh, explain it now for a lot of people out there listening who are uh, wrestling fans who remember this, and people who are not who may not know this, the brawl for all. Although the biggest mistake uh, was originally, I think, planned to be a, a possibly an annual event, and it was a straight shoot mix of boxing and MMA takedowns. It was uh, it was quite an idea that was not just uh, it was not ahead of its time. It was uh, definitely uh, out of this world. And, it was and, a product of its time. <laughs> it was a product of its time. That's exactly what it was, and uh, they ended up. Uh, Doing a lot more harm to to the roster of the Attitude Era more than than any kind of good. I could sum up the brawl for all in one rather big word. Oh, I'm, I want to hear that. Butterbean. <laughs> Butterbean. You know, it is something when you got a guy who goes and wins his tournament and then just turns around and loses to a professional boxer. Not at only not only that, but then he disappeared. After he wanted to train for his fight with Butterbean and lasted about as long as, you know, as my dad would say, as Grant went through Richmond. And that was it. <laughs> Never realized what that meant, but, you know, well, there you go. We'll just, we'll just say, uh, we'll, you don't know what that means? I you, assume you, had, had Grant, the Civil War. Yeah, I did. Well, there you go. Well, let's, let's go ahead and take a break. Well, when we come back. We're going to be talking about some of these uh, empty arena shows on television. Uh, WWE, AEW are doing that. Uh, we got some news about that. We have a new AEW champion since the last time we've been on the air and two major debuts for AEW Dynamite uh, for myself, Aaron Stone, and uh, that's Nathan Bush on the phone as we are socially distancing ourselves for tonight's edition of the Worldview of Wrestling. We'll be right back with more. Stay with us. Are you ready? 
WVOW Local News now. There is a second confirmed positive test for COVID-19 in Logan County. The patient is in their 20s and was recently traveling between West Virginia, Kentucky, and Ohio. The patient was tested yesterday with a sample being sent to the state medical lab. A positive result for the test was returned today. The patient is in isolation at Logan Regional Medical Center. For up-to-date information, visit WVOWradio.com on your computer, smartphone, or tablet. My name is Mira Batra, and this is How I Live United. Many families have come to America for a better life. I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to see opportunities available. We help them get involved with their kids, schools, and network within the community. My name is Mira Batra. I help families see opportunity and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. And we're back. Nathan Bush on the phone. Aaron Stone here in the studios of WVOW. Well, Nathan, we've had uh, quite a few of these empty arena shows. And it seems like AEW has done it a little bit better than the WWE. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if you tell me I have to produce one show a week in front of no crowd as opposed to three, I'm probably going to do better on my one show than my the one doing three. Not making excuses, but they the first AEW empty arena show I thought was, was well done. I thought it was interesting. Um, the second one, uh, it was okay, but not not as good as the first, whereas WWE has just, uh, it's really hard to watch right now. Uh, because I feel like AEW is actually coming out and acknowledging, hey, there's nobody here. Whereas WWE is coming out kind of doing like what you used to do when you were a kid and like practicing your entrance moves coming down the ramp. And, you know, Rob, Rob Gronkowski looked like he had oh. somebody dropped a, a rat in his pants coming down the aisle. I don't know what was going on there. Hey, I got and, a kick out of it, man. Doing a little dance he did. I got a kick out of it. I would have liked to have seen somebody kick him, but <laughs> I it just, I don't know. It, Anybody associated with Mojo Rawley is really going to get me just oh. not to like them. Oh, poor Mojo. Everybody wants to pick on old Mojo. Well, it's just so easy. Well, I understand that. But, well, you know, in the first week, AEW, they switched it. They Instead of doing that side view, they did straight ahead with the set in the background. And one, you know, at very next show, WWE picked up on that. And they've now switched their camera angles. So they're obviously keeping up with what the competition's doing. I never thought that they wouldn't, but uh, AEW has been doing a pretty good job of, of kind of rolling with the punches on this. The no guts, no glory, no, it's not a ripoff of war games by any stretch of the imagination. No, of course not. They, they, that was supposed to be well, was supposed to be last week. Last Wednesday, wasn't it? And they moved it. Uh, good call, my opinion. I agree. I mean, especially it's the first one. You know, you don't you don't want to do the first one in an empty arena. I mean, we're going to have the first WrestleMania in an empty arena. That that might be enough to draw some interest. But when you're an upstart uh, company still in its first year, you don't want to be, you know, out here putting a show on on national TV with nobody watching in the arena or on television. You know, I'm surprised knowing AEW 
they just have the one show a week. I'm surprised they haven't maybe clipped up some of their pay-per-views that they've done, whether it be, you know, if they still have the rights to All In and, you know, uh, All Out and Double or Nothing and And Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, I think it's coming. WWE has already started that. They played the entire men's Rumble, uh, which... You know, I and another one of the uh, wrestling uh, marks out here in the uh, local area, we had an argument about whether or not that was a good move. I said it was a great move because it's a big show. Everybody wanted to see it. It was very well hyped, and a lot of people walked away from it very happy with it. And, I, you know, thinking about, you know, 12-year-old me or 11-year-old me or 10-year-old me, oh, man, I'd have been ecstatic to be able to watch you know, the Royal Rumble on, on broadcast TV, well, on this cable television. Well, think about it like this. You've got all this time you have to fill during the week. So what do you do? You put on the Royal Rumble with commercials. The match itself is an hour. You can probably squeeze, you know, at least 15, 20 minutes in commercials into an hour match. You, And then that match is always, even if if you're a casual fan, most casual fans will tell you they love the Royal Rumble if they've watched wrestling in the past. And what's the audience you're trying to attract? The casual audience, because the hardcores are going to watch no matter what, most of the time. So I thought it was a good move to do that, just to get the casual crowd to maybe tune in. It's like, oh, the Royal Rumble, they're going to show the match? Okay, I'll tune in for that. You know, I don't have the network, but, I, you know, hey, let's see. And I thought that was a smart move on their part. I even watched, uh, rewatched a great portion of it. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> but now here's the thing: uh, we do have a new AEW champion since the last time we've been on. John Moxley did, in fact, defeat the champion Chris Jericho at uh, Revolution. Uh, he that happened, but there's been so many debuts. We've had Jake the Snake Roberts is back. He's in a, 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 a what are you an advocate uh, position with Lance Lance Archer? He he's in a position of give me a paycheck. That's exactly right, and he's been and he's been earning every dollar of it in my. Oh, opinion. absolutely. But here's my problem with Jake the Snake Roberts, and this this, this is a couple things. One, Jake Roberts is very tall. Yes. <laughs> that hurts Lance Archer because Lance Archer is a beast, and this is a guy you need to be thinking. You know who'd be the perfect manager for Lance Archer? Harvey Whippleman, downtown Bruno. <laughs> That's the guy you need. No, but. But Jake is cutting great promos, and he's doing such a good job. But my biggest problem with Jake is his promos are getting over, but they're not getting his guy over. And that is um, that's kind of kind of tough. But you know what? Getting a rub from Jake can't hurt Lance Archer. And Lance is a great guy. Um, so, you know, good for him. Well, also we have uh, uh, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before last – of a recent WWE transplant, finally made it in, Matt Hardy. A lot of people thought that he was going to be coming in, possibly being the uh, the anointed one. What was what, what, what the, uh, the, the, the exalted one? The, I was going to say the chiefly ruler guy. Uh, the, yeah, but the exalted one, but that ended up being Brody Lee, the old WWE Luke Harper. I am a big-time Luke Harper, Brody Lee fan. I enjoy what he does. But I'm going to say this, and, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Brody Lee cannot and will not save this horrid Dark Order gimmick. It is so 
bad. Well, he's already trying, and I don't know if you can hear this, but I do have an, uh, an element here of uh, Brody Lee uh, eating a steak. I don't understand how you don't grasp this concept of strength in numbers. Because this is the new dark order. I don't think you two get it yet. Well, anyway, that that's Brody Lee, and uh, he... <laughs> I wonder how he had that cooked. Well, I, you know, I'll be honest with you, you should, probably should have had it raw. Uh, but uh, he did debut a week before last. He, is he can't eat it raw. Week. He just left that show. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Well, they did the thing where, you know, one of the guys um, was sitting at the table there, and uh, I can't. Re- they say that's what's going to happen with the Dark Order now, which is, I think, why anybody being put in there as a new person like Brody Lee being put in as the exalted, the leader of this group is because I don't know any of their names. I just know now Brody Lee. Uh, Evil Uno is the guy that looks like me without a shirt at the pool and the mask. And (laughs) And Stu Grayson's the guy that looks like he could hurt somebody. Well, there you go. I don't even know their names, but I know that one of them tried to eat his steak while uh, Mr. Lee was uh, having his. He wasn't going to have nothing to do with it. And then the other guy sneezed. Now, this has been up for debate. Is this a, is that a poke at uh, Vince McMahon, or is that a, a reference to the, the, the COVID-19 thing going on I, right now? I, I, listen, I could, I could care I less care about <laughs> any – I could not care less about anything the Dark Order is doing. I'm sure it was Evil Uno, the rotund fellow – who tried to eat the steak. And you know what? I would have done the same thing. I like steak myself, Mr. Uno. But you know what else I'm not? I'm not on national television as a professional wrestler. The Dark Order is awful. And Brody Lee will will wither away to nothing if he is not allowed to throw these two goons, these two goofs, out of this gimmick. And, and how about we get some guys that are, you know, good because these guys are not good. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. Yes, they, they're in pro wrestling. Yes, I'm not a pro wrestler. They're pros. I'm not. I'm sorry. It's bad. I could not care less about the, the Dark Order. Well, I mean, it's not for lack of trying. It's I tried. Just, I just they, can't. There you go. I mean, everything that they've been doing, I mean, I see bad. where they're going. I see where they're going. I, you know, I, I, I was kind of interested who the Exalted One was going to be. And I thought that when Jake first showed up with, with Lance Archer, I thought maybe he was going to be part of this. No, he, he knows better than that. Yeah, he's like, hey, brother, I don't uh, – just put me over here with the guy. Yeah, <laughs> Anybody. Just, trust me. He would have managed Marco's stunt before he'd become a part of the Dark Order. Do you think, you think Jake might be working some of these guys here to get some money and then he's just going to leave as soon as he can get out of it? I mean, it's worked his whole career. Why stop now? <laughs> hey, they just said that the, the – uh, DDP uh, uh, Y, uh, I guess he doesn't like yoga. to call it yoga anymore, but uh, I understand they said that it cured him of all the problems he had except being himself. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. But no, I, I've never met Jake. I'm sure he's a nice gentleman, um, and I'm glad he's turned his life around in all honesty, but even he would know to stay away from the dark order. You, That's going to be tough to get the stench off of you. I just, unless they make a miraculous turnaround, which I don't see happening. Well, I, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, the dark order here is something that they've been just pushing since the beginning here. But uh, now I do believe the no guts, no glory, uh, no way is it a ripoff of the war games match. 
No, of course not. I, of course not. I believe that is going to – I think if if they're going to be able to get that off in front of a crowd, that might be something uh, that, that they're going to do. That's the inner circle. That's Chris Jericho's gang. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be taking on the elite, which is Cody's gang. And uh, But uh, apparently Matt Hardy is the – was the fifth member? The fifth member? I mean, this is a five-on-five deal, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe he was replacing one of the injured Bucks. Uh, I think it was Nick Jackson who was, in quote, injured hmm. on uh, one of the episodes of Dynamite. Hey, let me run this by you. Uh, Brody Lee and Matt Hardy debuting on the same episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, good call, bad call, what do you think? Oh, I say good call. You got them, put them on there. I mean, you're already, you already don't have an audience. You're already down to a, you know, makeshift uh, crew here of essential folks. Uh, yeah. Get, put them out there, you know, put them out there. And, and not only that, but you put them out there and you're able to do some, you know, not so uh, public and, and not socially distanced uh, routines like the, the, you know, the little dinner deal there with the, don't eat when I eat. Uh, don't don't sneeze when I when I'm not sneezing or something. You know, I, th- you would be able to to do more of that and, and and not have as many people out to to do it. So I say, yeah, go ahead and put them out there. I uh, I was a little against it because I thought. Oh, I see why. <laughs> well, the only reason I think that it, they should have waited on one of them, I think they should have pulled the trigger with Hardy. Sure. I think pull it that week because. They thought that they were going to go ahead and have the match the next week, and you needed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get why he was there. Makes sense. Okay, go for it. I thought they should have waited on Brody Lee. I thought that you could have done that the next week, and it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. And it would have not only gave people something to talk about next week, but I don't know. It's just like don't throw everything at me. Because if you throw everything at me, I might miss something incredibly important. Whereas if you throw something at me and it's just one, I could probably catch it. Well, uh, yeah, I could maybe debut one of them and use him as a way of getting people to watch, and then yeah, debut yeah. another one to keep them in. in, in yeah, I, it's I, like you don't want to you don't want to throw you know, your mean, best play at them, you know, right away. You want to kind of work your way up to it. You can only run a fake punt once. Otherwise, you know, that's just kind of the way to look at it. Well, you know what? At the same time, you also got to take into question, you know, it might not be much longer before these independent contractors are like, hey, I ain't coming until this uh, COVID-19 thing has uh, resolved itself. Valid. Valid. Which is uh, pretty much what has already happened with Roman Reigns. And we're going to be talking about that when we come back from the break. Roman Reigns is out of a major, major contest at WrestleMania this weekend. We're going to be talking about that uh, when we come back. I'm Aaron Stone. we got Nathan Bush socially distancing away from here. Socially isolated. Socially isolated. I guess you could say I'm here with all my friends. Well, you know, know, I I just keep the Lysol out here. (laughs) I just spray a little here and there. And um, I'm, I'm making sure that, uh, you know, uh, that, you know, that's the one thing I've noticed with the uh, the empty arena matches is, is, is <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to do it for one match, but it was a whole show and you, these guys are talking to no one and it's just, I don't know. <laughs> They should have, like, one guy who's just out in the crowd sweeping. That would be entertaining. Every now and then you hear, 
Yeah, you just see him walking around in a mask, sweeping, and I tell you what, it would get over. It would. You'd have people coming to shows when this thing blows over. They'll be having uh, push push brooms and uh, masks. Yeah. They'll be like, hey. Yeah. Hey, if LaParka could get over dancing on a chair, then anything's possible. And I think that's one of the main motivators for getting this show taped WrestleMania in advance is because these you know these talent they're going to be dropping off here before too long. They're going to be like, no, nah, I ain't going. And, yeah. you know, and there's also the possibility of somebody being diagnosed. Absolutely. So I don't know. I think they need to get through WrestleMania, which they already have. They need to get that out and just start putting some uh, compilations together. But we're going to take a break. We're going to get caught up on everything going on with the COVID-19. We're going to come back. We're going to be talking WrestleMania 36 when we return. We still have uh, this day in wrestling history coming up. And uh, do you have a stooge of the of the of the week of the month? Uh, Don't I always? You always do. We have that also to look forward to when we come back. This is uh, Mr. Stone and Mr. Bush on the phone. WVOW on WVOW Logan. Here's an update on COVID-19 in West Virginia. I'm Brandon Conley. The deadline for income tax filing has been pushed back to July 15th on a state level. That mirrors a federal decision to do the same. All interest and penalties associated with personal property taxes have been suspended until May 1st. And the governor confirmed that the school closures would extend until at least April 20th. That's not a date of resumption, just the earliest possible date that students would go back, provided the COVID-19 outlook improves. In order to give voters every opportunity to cast an absentee ballot, every registered voter will be mailed an absentee ballot application. These applications will be mailed no later than April 6th. If you do not receive one shortly thereafter, it is likely due to an address change. Contact the Logan County Clerk's Office to obtain an application. As with all primary elections, if you are an independent or unaffiliated voter, you must choose to vote in the Democrat or Republican primary. You cannot vote in both. Be sure to check either Republican or Democrat on your application. Once you have received your application, please fill it out and send it back as quickly as possible for timely processing. The application will be in a simple postcard format. Use legible printing, please. Once your application is processed, your absentee ballot will be sent back. You may also print an application from the West Virginia Secretary of State's website. As of today, early voting is still set to begin on April 29th, with the primary election day still set for May 12th. Updates or changes will be announced as they happen. You should mark concerns about COVID-19 as the reason for requesting an absentee ballot. And the president has signed a historic $2.2 trillion economic stimulus package into law. Among other things, this means that payments of up to $1,200 will be handed out to millions of Americans. Loans, grants, and tax breaks will be offered to businesses both large and small, and billions of dollars will be directed to state and local governments desperate for relief. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for constant updates on everything COVID-19 on a local, state, national, and global level. That's enough Update on COVID-19 in West Virginia. I'm Brandon Conley. WVOW Logan. Bro. That's right. The bro view of wrestling here on WVOW. Myself, Aaron Stone, along with on the phone here, Nathan Bush. I love Matt Riddle. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I I figured you'd like that one. That was that one was uh, specifically for you. Yeah, um, I, I like these new bumps you got going tonight. I, these are pretty good. Hey, I, hey, I got one for you, and I know you're really gonna dig this one. 
Oh, yeah. That's right. You know, I really thought when we were going to get to play this, we're going to get to talk about the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. Hey, my boys. I'm a Tampa Bay fan, too. And this boss Pirates uh, theme they got going on for it, the Buccaneers theme. I I was looking forward to it. Now, I I, I mean, are they going to have a set for the WrestleMania this weekend? We don't know. What we do know is it's going to be broken up. Over two nights, this Saturday and Sunday, April 4th and 5th. First time ever, two nights of WrestleMania. Takeover, done. They've already taped it in advance. They're going to be broadcasting that on the USA USA Network for the NXT regular programming. But, as uh, you know, we're still going to be doing uh, WrestleMania 36. It's still happening. Eight titles are still on the line, and we got hosted by the Gronk. Uh, Gronkowski, I still, hey, man, I got, hey, I had, I throwed one of them fits when he come dancing down to the ring on Raw. I, I thought it was funny or SmackDown, whatever show it was on. Hey, you know what? And big props to him, though, by the way. His first debut in the WWE, he has to come out to an empty arena. He has to come out with a COVID 19, a viral infection outbreak going on, and he has to make his debut. I, with all that, uh, with all that understood and all that uh, context put into place, I'd say he did fair to Midland. <laughs> uh, let me correct you. He did show up. This is not his first time on WWE television. As he was uh, the guy who tackled Jinder Mahal. Well, yeah. but that, At WrestleMania, yeah. I believe it was 33. That yes. allowed Mojo Raleigh to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yes, but he wasn't actually signed on as a, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but he's made his official debut. I mean, it was just a couple of days before that they announced that he was coming in and we don't know what he's going to do. We know he's going to be hosting WrestleMania 36, which is neat in and of itself. But I'll tell you who's not going to be there. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has pulled out. uh, I don't blame him. Well, here's the thing. And. Maybe this might be one of my stooges of the month. Why was WWE even thinking of keeping a man immunocompromised, just had leukemia? They've they've had no problem broadcasting this fact for a few years now. Why in the world would you keep this guy? And he they were still pumping this match as of Friday night on SmackDown. I think, again, this goes back to the WWE mindset, and maybe it's more so Vince's mindset. Uh, If you've ever heard anybody, and I've talked to a few and heard interviews with a few people that have worked with Vince, uh, Vince doesn't believe in sickness. No, Uh, no, that's what I've heard too. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, He doesn't believe in days off. He doesn't believe in sickness. Uh, This is a guy who, you know, he doesn't care about eating, sleeping. He cares about work, and that's it. So I can identify on some levels. I, I can't in any way, shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe WWE wasn't thinking about it. I mean, maybe. I think that's more likely what it is. Or they maybe had so they, many other things going on, too. And, and maybe they just wanted to be like, you know what, it's his call. Because right. apparently when he made the call, they said, you know what, we understand. Yeah. We get it. Well... Uh, you know, according to the dirt sheets, and they're about as believable 
is, uh, you know, uh, the special effects in uh, Ghostbusters were uh, a lot better than anything that could be come up with today. Well, I did uh, subscribe to the Wrestling Observer newsletter <laughs> when I found out there was a toilet paper shortage. Well, there you go. I, I wanted well, to make sure I was covered. And there's only like what 30 years of those out there, so you should be pretty good for a oh, while. Oh yeah, huh? I'll be covered for, I'll be covered <laughs> for at least 2 weeks. <laughs> the new Sears of Roebuck just hanging on a cord in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, supposedly Braun Strowman is going to be the replacement. Again, no spoilers. I don't even know if that's true. I mean, it's been coming from all kinds of places. Maybe they're going to be uh, letting that cat out of the bag this week. I mean, it's the last week to do it. Got the go-home show starting Monday. Lesnar, WWE champion, putting his title on the line against the Royal Rumble winner, Drew McIntyre. I, you know, I, I thought McIntyre would be the guy to do it. But something tells me with no crowd, no reaction, I think Lesnar keeps the title. Um, which, you know, and Reigns, maybe the smartest guy ever, you know, getting away from this whole mess because this might be a uh, just really tough watch. And then, of course, he was going to have to try to lead Goldberg through yeah. a match, which I think I'd rather uh, go, you know, rather go try to throw a ring into a fiery mountain than have to do that. I'm going to call right now. If Strowman is in the match, Strowman comes out, Strowman hits his move. One, two, three out of here, put the belt on him, get out of here. Maybe leave the belt on Lesnar, hold off on McIntyre's crowning. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, that, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, we got to get the, the title belt off Goldberg because yes. I just can't handle it. I'd rather join the Dark Order <laughs> wow. than have Goldberg as champion. Uh, it's that bad. Now, we got uh, we got the, the Raw women's title, Shayna Baszler taking on the uh, Count Becky. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know this, this has been one of those feuds that uh, a lot of people have been looking forward to, but eh, so much on the buildup. I think uh, everybody's more anticipating of the the Charlotte Rhea Ripley match for the NXT Women's Title. Yeah, they got outshined. Charlotte Absolutely. and Ripley outshined them, um, which I understand completely because you know Ripley is one of the hottest things going in WWE right now, and of course Charlotte's going to get a good match out of her. I think what you're going to see is Shayna Baszler becoming the Women's Champion. Mm -hmm. And she had a great tweet, actually. Um, the Rock even put it over. Um, where she said, my first WrestleMania moment's going to be perfect. No crowd, no nothing. All <laughs> you're going to hear is bones breaking. I'm paraphrasing, but right. I thought it was well written and well done by her. Now, uh, Bailey is going to be, uh, she's going to be defending hers in a gauntlet match against Lacey Evans, uh, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and... You know, I, I thought she had already ghosted the WWE, but Tamina, but she's back apparently, and she's uh, in contention for the title. This is a classic, uh, let's get the women on the card match. I um, disagree with this match. I should just do a Sasha and Bailey, or just not do it at all. You, you got to defend the title on the big show to get the, the WrestleMania payoffs at this point. I'm... Yeah, maybe not a gauntlet match. Gauntlet matches are kind of overdone now. In my they they really have become overdone. Uh, this is going to be a, a popcorn match. You're going to see probably a lot of falls in a short amount of time. Well, and then you have uh, the Miz and Morrison. Uh, rumor was that the the Miz had been sick. Uh, that that might have prompted uh, Reigns being like, "Hey, maybe I need to step out of here." 
I don't know if that's true, but it's uh, right now, as far as I'm aware, it's being billed Miz and Morrison, your SmackDown tag team champions, defending against New Day and the Usos in a ladder match. Yeah, I mean, I can get behind this uh, if it's given the proper time. Um, I like the idea of a ladder match, uh, kind of circa 2000, 2001 at WrestleMania with the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. Um, I, I like this match. It should be good if they let them go out and actually put on a match. The only problem will be seeing these miraculous spots with no reaction. That's going to be mm. weird. But, again, who knows? Well, I'm going to skip over a couple of matches here because they just they did nothing. Just uh, skip over anything Baron Corbin. Related. Well, that's one of them right there, and Bobby Lashley too. Oh gosh. Uh, AJ Styles and Undertaker got a little bit of sound here. This is from uh, I think this is from the final live uh, in crowd uh, Raw here, but this is uh, AJ Styles. So accept my challenge, Taker, and fight me at WrestleMania. I will literally put the nail. In your coffin. Well, there you go. It's a boneyard match, and uh, I what don't know what a, I don't know, but you know what? I have an idea. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just saying. I know it's. <laughs> I tell you, I think it's. Um, I think it's a few too many people, but I think. I, I think AJ should Charles. be. <laughs> I think that's the first thing I thought when that happened. I was like, <laughs> bo, 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 bo. Oh, I think man. they should uh, play him out to the ring. What do you think? Uh, it popped me. <laughs> I thought you'd like it. That was, that that was good. You. I love Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> AJ and Undertaker in a Boneyard match. I think this means that they're going to be wrestling in a cemetery somewhere. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> I think it's going to be like a buried alive match. Is this kind of like the uh, House of Horrors match? Because that went over great. That oh, went over wonderful. Well, that is apparently what is going to be happening for The Fiend versus John Cena. They're calling it the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, of course, they're building off their feud from what was a WrestleMania 31? 30. 30. There you go. Well, this is Cena's thought. This is from the first Raw uh, after or no, the first SmackDown was from uh, Friday the 13th of uh, yeah, of yeah. Uh, March here. So let's trace our steps back. Why did Bray Wyatt fall into a downward spiral six years ago after WrestleMania? Bray Wyatt's biggest enemy is Bray Wyatt. So they're 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 playing off of this idea that John Cena's got the golden shovel. Of course, Triple H always had the golden shovel, but now Bray, Bray Wyatt's biggest uh, Bray Wyatt's biggest enemy has always been uh, whoever is uh, writing creative. That's right. always been Bray Wyatt's biggest enemy, as far as I'm concerned, because the man is money, but yet we have him jobbed Goldberg in a foreign country. But nevertheless. Well, I know that Bray Wyatt was talking about John Cena when he said this, but he might have been talking about creative. Six years ago, I thought about it a lot. Matter of fact, I thought about it so much that I wanted to take my hands, push them into my skull, and smash my brain into a million pieces just so that I could have five seconds of peace without the voices talking to me. And I started listening to him. <laughs> Man, I still say it's the most over gimmick in wrestling. I don't care if anybody's in the building or not. <laughs> it is. It's, it's so simple. It's like this guy, and if you watch the FCW documentary on the WWE Network, they're even telling you, they're like, 
this guy, he would go out and talk. We don't know what he was saying, <laughs> but but we were into it. Yeah. We bought it. I mean, yeah. you could literally, you could have somebody go out and recite to you the best promo in the world, and it mean nothing to you. Or you could have a guy like Bray Wyatt, like Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant. If you can make sense out of one of his promos, uh, please call. But they can just talk, <laughs> and you understand. Like yeah. You don't know why you're into it, but it gets you, and you're there, and you're in the moment, and you're sucked in, and it makes you want more. And that's what that guy can do. You know, and with all this being said, we're going to wrap this up real quick. We're going to get to uh, we're going to get to a break and come back with the the this day in wrestling history. We got a couple of them, but uh, I think this WrestleMania two days too big for two one night whatever. I think it's all going to come down to Edge versus Orton and last man standing. I think they're going to go all over the place. That and you know apparently they've they're they're filming in different locations. I don't know where they are. But this is going to be the mania. It's all going to be about Edge and Orton. Yeah, it's the match everyone's looking forward to. So uh, I think those two crowd, no crowd, they'll take care of. They'll take care of business. They'll put on probably the best match of the night, in my opinion. I mean, maybe Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan can, can bring a great match as well. We'll have to wait and see. But I actually like the fact that they're doing this over two nights. Mm-hmm. Um kind of playing off of what Wrestle Kingdom did this year with New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think I could handle eight hours of an empty arena show. Well, so I those, think the, the two nights is a good call. And all of those other wrestling shows are all shut down. ROH, uh, the, this yeah. weekend, they played uh, the Briscoes. They did, they did the best of the Briscoes. They played the Briscoes versus uh, uh, El Generico and Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens from years ago. Yeah. So, they they got the clue. Everybody's got the clue. They're trying to get through WrestleMania, and I don't know how much longer AEW is going to be able to keep this up either. But we're going to take a break. And uh, oh, by the way, my joke—I uh, think I did it earlier—but Edge he started his career performing in empty arenas. Now he's yep. come back after retirement. He's performing in empty arenas. I hope he I hope he comes out of Sexton Hardcastle. There you go. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have this day in wrestling history, and we're going to see uh, who made the stooge list i'm aaron stone and you are nathan bush and we're both here on the worldview of wrestling on wvow that's wvow on wvow logan hi this is kelsey grammar When military service members head into battle, none are expected to face the enemy alone, but many return home and become isolated as they struggle with the visible and invisible wounds of war. It can be difficult knowing how to overcome that challenge and rekindle bonds similar to those formed in the military. Wounded Warrior Project supports these injured veterans through their recoveries by connecting them with fellow warriors and their communities. No one should fight this battle alone. Join us at WoundedWarriorProject.org. WVOW Local News now. There is a second confirmed positive test for COVID-19 in Logan County. The patient is in their 20s and was recently traveling between West Virginia, Kentucky, and Ohio. The patient was tested yesterday with a sample being sent to the state medical lab. A positive result for the test was returned today. The patient is in isolation at Logan Regional Medical Center. For up-to-date information, visit WVOWradio.com on your computer 
smartphone or tablet. WVOW Logan. And speaking of ROH, a little bit of a ROH theme there. Nathan Bush is with me here. I'm Aaron Stone. We've got the worldview of wrestling. This day in wrestling history. This day in wrestling history. Was a huge match. And I want to see if you can guess what it is, Mr. Bush. Uh-huh. Well, well go ahead. What do you... Oh. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Look at the stare of the champion against the challenger. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Look at the size of the giant. I mean, Hogan is six foot eight. Andre is seven foot five. And I don't know if those are, uh, you know, real measurements or not, but they look close enough to me. So we'll just go with uh, Gorilla and Jesse there. But yeah, 1987 on this day, Hogan and Andre WrestleMania three. The most overhyped match and possibly the worst match on the card because that was also the same night as uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Macho Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only <laughs> thing is, while Savage and Steamboat was the be- one of the best matches you'll ever see, if you ever sit down and watch it, uh, it's fantastic and it stands the test of time. Savage and Steamboat couldn't have filled that building with 93,000 people. So while Hogan and Andre may have been not the best match and a little boring and overhyped, mm-hmm. uh, it put 93,000 people into a dome. So uh, never never underestimate what two guys being over can do. Well, also, this, this day, day in wrestling history. March 29th, 1998, WrestleMania 14, Austin versus Shawn Michaels for the WWE title. Man, I, I was stoked about that back in my uh, my early high school years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that was a huge match. I was in uh, second grade, maybe third grade, somewhere in that range. I had just turned eight. So oh, yeah, I mean, me feel old here, man. Uh, sorry, but yeah, I mean, if it makes you feel any better. I wasn't even alive for WrestleMania three. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that but, does not. But yeah, I mean, Austin Michaels big match. Uh, WrestleMania fourteen solid card. I think gets a little overhyped myself. Mania mm-hmm. fourteen, but still a good mania and uh, the most probably one of the most uh, important title wins ever with Austin. Well, this uh, last one here from uh, March 29th, WrestleMania 31. This This day day in wrestling history. Well, those, uh, those guys really step all over one another when JBL's in there, don't they? just say this we go from gorilla monsoon and jesse ventura great king and jr probably you know top two and then we end up with uh michael cole and jbl so oh so what about stooge of the month uh, do we have any runners i'm going to say the dark order 
our stooges of the month. You know, the Dark Order, it's not for a lack of trying. They're trying. It's just what they got ain't no good. I am. I'm still going with them for stooges of the month. Just not. <laughs> That's what we think about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stooge award right there. Absolutely. Oh, man. So I, I don't know about social distancing, but Dark Order, I don't care if you got Brody Lee. It don't matter. You're still pretty bad. Yeah, absolutely. You got the stinks, and you can't get the stinks off of you. Yeah, for real. Even oh, hand washing will not save that. That's right. <laughs> and it's been somebody who's been uh, tweeting a lot. Obviously, I can't think of who they... Well, of course, Corey Graves, he's been a recipient of the Stooge of the Month uh, for a little while here. And, uh, oh, of course, our our big buddy, uh, 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 Billy Graham, superstar Billy Graham. Yes, yes. He, he is a constant runner for Stooge of the Month. Other than that, everybody's been kind of keeping low here. Yeah, I mean, Dave Meltzer is always saying something dumb, but I mean... There's yeah. Dave Meltzer for yeah, you. Yeah, for him. And <laughs> absolutely. There's, there's been a lot. There, there's always someone saying something really stupid. Uh, you know what? I am going to throw shade at Dave Meltzer for this one. He uh, he called the Undertaker-Mankind match a, it was just two spots, no real match there. What a moron. And I'm talking about the, the, the match from King of the Ring. Yeah, or 1998. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where mankind goes off the cell and through, through the, the cell, cell nearly you know. dies, finishes the match. One of the greatest performances in wrestling history. But Meltzer says, "Ah, it's just two spots." Well, I mean, it's definitely memorable for those two spots. But uh, you know, you know, you got WrestleMania coming up this weekend. You got another show of AEW this Wednesday. You got the uh, we didn't even mention the Tommaso Ciampa. And uh, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling feud that was supposed to be ending this Saturday, but they've—I don't know if that's going to be on this Wednesday on on Takeover or or, or NXT uh, on USA. Not sure. I don't know. I don't know if that starts this weekend or the week or or this Wednesday or the Wednesday after uh, Mania. I'm not sure, but I know it's supposed to be a free on on uh, cable television. Yeah, and you got a uh, Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. That should be a good one. I mean. Uh, I'm sure Keith Lee will be in action. That one should be fun. Um, I, I love Keith Lee. And, of course, the, the Broser weights, uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. So that, that's good stuff, too. There's a lot of good going on in NXT, that's for sure. Well, and I I agree. And I, it's just sad right now because this year could really be a, a permanent damage to the world of professional wrestling uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Could be, but it's gonna be hard to get people back. Things, well, it's it's one of those things where we're gonna have to uh, weather the storm, as they say. Just try to get through it, and uh, it's that way with every sport. And we hope you at home are enjoying this episode of uh, Worldview of Wrestling. So you know, stay safe, everybody. That's all I can tell you to do. Definitely stay sanitized. So Nathan Bush, appreciate uh, calling in. Being Always. on the air, I mean, uh, feels like uh, just an extended trading post to me. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't me sold anything yet. But... Show, so, yeah, I understand. <laughs> so, uh, with all that said, um, we're going we're gonna to wrap this show up. Nathan, you be cool, be careful, and uh, stay sanitized, my friend. You too. Hey, God bless you. And as uh, for me, Aaron Stone, I'm signing off. I'm telling everybody to have a good time and a good night. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. This is the Worldview of Wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan, signing off.
In other words, I'm out of here. <laughs>